Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cosmic Insight. I am your co-creator, host, Hillis Pugh, along with... Rebecca Gregory here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show, Cosmic Insight. And uh, Hillis is going to tell you a little bit about our fabulous guests we're having this evening. If you want to bring him in, that'd be awesome, Hillis, and tell us a little about Michael Abramson. Yeah, so Michael, our divine masculine brother here, is here with us today, who is a shamanic acupuncturist, light body multidimensional facilitator, and an ascension alchemist. And he is devoted to his highest calling of serving divine light transformations for individuals and planetary ascensions. So this is just some of what Michael is capable of, especially when he's connected to that divine energy. So let Michael tell you himself who he is and what he does, and let's just get right into it. First and foremost, I want to thank you, dear Sacred Hearts. It is a blessing to come during this time and really share heart to heart, soul to soul. And I just feel this enormous level of gratitude moving through me right now because it is it is a blessing when not just one, not just two, but three activations can occur simultaneously. So yes. thank you for inviting me on this show. And thank you for joining us uh, for this show and being part of it and, and sharing your message and who you are and your divine essence of Christ consciousness. So tell us a little about yourself, Michael, and, well, and it's, share it, like, it's, the beauty of you. It's beautiful because I feel like the, the past month I've been shedding the death of the ego. So it's, it's been interesting <laughs> to see like, where do I begin and, and who am I? Because sometimes the who am I is like what I was, but I guess I can just start out with the being of my incarnation into this world that I am very blessed that I was brought into this world by two very deep spiritual rooted parents mm. and growing up, they really placed the platform in front of me with spiritual retreats, meditations, and a lot of travels that connected me to the land, to my spirit, and really to the higher realm. So I felt they gave me the perfect platform and a little comic twist into the country bunchkin settings of where you would meet individuals that are probably the furthest away from consciousness and what we define. And so it's been a beautiful unraveling of myself and seeing the truth, but also seeing the layers that I have to detangle because of the voice that wants to come out and express the fullest expression of myself. So I, I feel the journey has allowed me to follow my heart and really lead the path of listening to the divine in my spirit by being a full service, whether that's been through sports medicine, Chinese medicine, shamanism, angelic healing. And now what I find is putting it all together in a beautiful gift and just following my heart of what the call is guiding me to. Yeah, I isn't love that always, oh, I'm sorry. No, you go right ahead, love. No, so isn't it always the way you start off with, you know, a little thing over here, a little thing over there, and then it's like before you know it, you have this uh, deep toolbox, these resources you can help people with, no matter where they are on the scale of, as you put it beautifully in your bio, on their path of ascension. Yeah, it's and it's amazing because I feel like it's this unraveling process, like it. Something comes unraveled, another comes unraveled, and the more clearing, beautiful magic pops out. And you're like, wow, this is who I thought I was, but my authentic expression is now coming in its fullest power. And sometimes we just have to sit back, let it all go, and watch it, watch it come up, which has been a, a blessing. But also it's a, you know, it's a test and challenge as we go through these days of density, depending where we're located. If, here in DC or in beautiful areas. <laughs> in the South. It's a journey. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michael, I love how you bring that up too. Cause I was actually this morning, I um, did my meditation this morning with you guys and um, I had to run some errands and, and that's exactly what was like that I was in presence with as I'm driving down the road is like, wow, who am I now? And like, yeah. what do I want to be now? And what, do I, what really is important to me now? And it was just this unraveling. I always drive and unravel, but it was so cool because it's like, wow, like, where do I want to be? Like, it's just this big question now. Like, I'm so excited because I'm moving into this new 
per, this new beingness of me. And I, I think everybody's feeling it right now, you know, on the planet. And but it's like, how do I want to show up? And I can make that choice and I can change it if I don't like it. And I don't have to be stuck in all this old stuff that's just like been embodied inside of me. And it's just, it was just a really just fun presence just to drive and just have this coming at me, just of this exploration. I think that's what's so fun right now, you know, being in the divine and the Christ consciousness is having that playful exploration yeah. of ourselves that it doesn't have to be heavy anymore. Yeah. Very much so. Finding that as well. I, I I I exactly resonate with it because I feel I don't know how you feel, Hellas. I feel like the truth of our soul is here to be fully expressed and seen in its highest authenticity. Like I feel like right now we are here to really be the perfection that we are and welcome all the imperfections that make us perfect so that we can be the leading edge, the demonstration of just our beingness. Yeah. You know, that question, you know, was a question, uh, well, the question, who am I? That is a question that I posed to myself many years ago and still often ask. It's one of those evolving questions because you never are who you were. And so who am I is always constantly changing. Um, you know, and, and it's so funny because uh, how this question came into my being was I was watching a cartoon, the anime version of The Matrix. <laughs> and and there was a song on there at the end of it uh, or somewhere in the, in the anime where the credits or whatever was happening and the song was, Who Am I? And there would be times where I would just go out for a walk or I ride my bike. And this was almost like an ethereal type music. And I would ask myself, who am I? And, and the questions or the answers that would always come is not always what you expect. And so when you allow for yourself to be open to receive that in which you want the answer for. Sometimes it's in disbelief because it's like, no, this can't be. No, I'm not this. I'm not that. So you, so it's this uh, refute of the potential of who you are. And so when you step into that energy of uh, the impossible of who you could be, then of course, you know, there's no movement, there's no change, there's a stagnation. But when you allow for the openness and receptivity of that, then you are constantly in that space of evolution and just grow, grow, grow. And so as you both put it today, who am I? <laughs> you know, who am I is always changing. So there's no there's no set answer for that. Beautiful, beautiful said, because even when I said the bio, I was like, wow, that was my bio like several weeks ago. And if I were to write my bio now, it might just be one sentence. Like, I am love, okay? Yeah. I, feel, I feel that sounds yeah. good right now. I'm love because that that's what I feel in my heart. I, I, I feel I'm a, a heart activator, a being that is here to demonstrate through the actions of love, through compassion and kindness and generosity and that beingness and just not to allow myself to get in front of my own limitations because this whole year has been about unraveling all the limitations of who I thought I was. Yes. Right? Yeah. Are you finding to your life is as you're stepping into this new way of basically function from that heart space in this world of you know moving in like the simplicity of life is is, is exploding more and more yeah i you know when, when i hear that it reminds me of a, a quote like life lives you you don't live life and mm -hmm. i feel like the simplicity it's like painted or i should say tattooed behind our eyelids if we just open them wide enough and just feel mm -hmm. and allow and recognize that we are constantly guided, that there are messages. And what I always believed as a child, there's this magic. There's mm -hmm. this feeling around us that's guiding us where we're going. And it's been a, a beautiful, beautiful level. I feel it's been wonderful, but the heaviness that I've occurred in the past couple weeks and months is watching the limitations come sometimes question it from the mental body, or I should say the limited ego mm -hmm versus the heart space that sometimes wants to 
overprotect that sensitivity as a, as a child that was like growing up. I was like, wee and trees and flowers. And I was so wide open. And then as, as soon as I met that with our beautiful 3D reality, <laughs> it kind of was like, oh no. In the face, like, oh, I, I can't hug everyone. I, I can't be as open and loving because they might think I'm a bit strange or weird or quite the black sheep that I've always been, but it's, it's closed <laughs> in the ways that I'm now opening up to learn to accept me who I am without yeah. trying to people please fit in or this type of belonging that I've noticed that limitation has been holding me back from the full potential of what I want to be. So it's it's been a journey these past yeah. couple of months. Oh, yes. It's, I, I like how you said that too. That this morning I was, I don't know, I was, I came across something I had written a while ago. I don't know, you know, open your journals like, oh, let me look at this. And I'd written something, um, a dark plus light equals love. Mm. Mm. And that when you were saying that, that's what that meant. That, that shadow side of us that we need to embrace now is part of us. And that acceptance of that quote unquote dark side that we run from when we can embrace that as who we are and love that with the light that equals the love of who we truly are. Mm. Yeah. I feel that. I love that. Thank you. Mm. But you know, what was also interesting too, Michael and, and what you just said and something that's been in my space of awareness is that, you know, watching some shows as of late and just seeing how the children, you know, have this grand curiosity about them and how they go about life through this uh, wonderment. Mm -hmm. And as you experience, or as kids experience newness, and as they go through, you know, experimenting with life, it gets to a point where that wonderment wears off. And I was in my mind question, like, well, when do children really become adults? And well, the answer just came to me. <laughs> it is it's, it's in it's in the space of when the novelty of life wears off, and that is you know ha having to uh, live life or be responsible and, and be in society. That's when kind of like that novelty wears off. And and you said it really well is is that in that experience of that childlike energy and actually it's funny because we talked about this on the show last week uh, <laughs> being in this playful space it really speaks to how we then can choose to grow and evolve in that, that space and i want to know how do you, you feel or what's your perspective on that if you will well i absolutely agree with you you know i feel like i'm 45 sometimes going on 25 or 15 but i can roll in the mud any day of the week i can go into this playfulness which matches my beautiful love of the work and play and i i love the inner child that invites the innocence that invites the purity and when I, when I feel the child within and I notice where that shift of responsibility, it almost comes from that like shifting of the sides of our brain because when we're in that creative space of imagination, I feel like everything is possible. Everything is in a way where, you know, when Einstein said, you know, why imagination is more powerful than knowledge is because knowledge is finite. It's one what the mind understands. Mm -hmm. Imagination is infinite. And what's amazing is when I see myself or I see children that are, you know, running around, they're in this creative, curious, imaginative state that they're completely open. It's almost like they're source open because they're looking at everything or even touching things that may hurt. They're smelling things, but they're so open to receive. And that's where I feel the childlike wonder, the openness gives us that ability to allow what's before us versus sometimes maybe in the mental or the responsible, which is needed, we can close that space, we can limit our perception, and we may just have our blinders on compared to that imaginative grand space that anything is possible. That's why I love shamanic journeying, meditation, because it invites the unseen to be seen. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, that's just beautiful. And, and being in that space right now of that childlike wonderment and the self-actualization that we're moving in to create, you know, being in the imagination. So reminding me, and thank you for that, is like, that is where we need, we require to, re, to create right now. This new world that we're moving into is in that imaginative uh, childlike state because that's where we can feel the vibration of everything around us and the magic. And if you're not in the magic, it just stops you from creating the just magnificent of, of this experience we're having. And, and Hills, you said something about possibility. We've been playing this fun game, honey and I, where we'll like leave little messages. And we say, it is perfectly possible and then we fill in the blank, but we bring this playful thought like nature. <laughs> I love that. It's perfectly possible that the most beautiful house is gonna pop up right now. And we leave a message. It's perfectly possible that we're gonna have a meal tonight that's gonna fill our bellies and make our hearts smile. It's perfectly possible that the dream is right out in front of my door. All I have to do is open it and allow it. And just play with that momentum of that playfulness because I, I, I feel we're here to play in this life through the density to remind the seriousness even our own spiritual you know novelty of that spiritual we can get so like sometimes strict to look at the child to see the wonder to remind us right yeah i love that and that's like a step up from what i teach uh, some of my students, when I teach about the law of vibration, yeah. you know, have what I call a thank you rampage. Well, say, I'm happy and grateful for blank. I'm happy and grateful for this or that, you know. And I love that where it's perfectly possible. It's like you're daring yourself to dream. Right. And I really love that that, that, in, that you put that out there like that for all of us to attach onto and to create with. Because you can play with it. I mean, you could be at a red light and be like, I have 10 seconds. I have 10 <laughs> seconds. It is, but bring that um, that momentum, that joy, because you know, as we all know, it's it's that feeling and vibration that we're radiating out. And sometimes mm -hmm. you're like, well, I want this and I desire this, but that may be coming from a, a void and emptiness and lack, which is okay. We all move through this, but then we bring that that joy, that that fun, that playfulness, because everything's possible, right? Yeah. It is. it is. It is perfectly possible. Oh, it is. Play with it. I mean, everything bring into it because once you start playing with it, then watch what starts to happen. Let yeah. you know. Everything starts to show up. Yeah. Yeah, especially now that we're in this 5D energy where things are just manifesting a little bit faster now more than usual. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, and go ahead, go ahead, oh, Rebecca. No, you no, I was just asking in that manner. Have you noticed like this? huge increase of that thing showing up like that I, I mean for me i'm finding like that divine guidance is just like popping up more than it ever has like i'm guided with like seeing something it's just like everything's lined up for me it's just amazing just the wonderment of that journey of like how the universe is just like so guiding us right now if we open to look at it and just have you noticed an increase in that i've noticed it quite well it's actually fun because i mm -hmm. i wake up each morning and one of my one of my um exercises is to do a, a breath of gratitude and so I'll, I'll place my hands over my heart and silently say i, I am grateful for and i'll breathe in that feeling of gratitude Feeling what I'm grateful for, and then I exhale that through every muscle, tendon, tissue through my body. So it's a, it's a practice, and when I do that, and I let that go without expectation, without attachment, and I just start to watch what happens, then I start to see the momentum. And what personally I've seen are the people that are coming into my life, the opportunities that are coming because it's coming from more of a gratitude and thanking versus the ability of wanting and needing. And because things are moving so fast, mm -hmm. and in this 5D, as you said, Hills, it's fun to see as you're placing it outward, literally, Rebecca, by the end of the day, there's one, two, three that's happening. You're like, wow, it, it, it really, you know what it really does? It really shows us how powerful we are of beings of light. And when we can attune and refine to that universal energy that is moving through us yes. each day and each month and connect with that, then it starts it starts to ripple effect. And, I, and I've noticed that lately quite a bit that 
even my ego has to watch out what I ask for because it may show up on the step. I'm like, oh, did I ask for that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, let me be all right. Did I say that all I did? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Do we have a take back clause? <laughs> right? An ops clause? <laughs> You know, that is beautiful. And you know, what's, what's even more magnificent is that, you know, as we move through these varying levels of ascension and energy, what has come into my visual awareness, you know, something that I, I, that I know, but now I can see it, is how finite the connections are, you know, as opposed to, you know, there's what I was shown the direct connection and then the indirect connection. Meaning that, you know, you have cords and whatever attached to things, people, places, etc. But then there's also the indirect connection where there's these atoms and protocols that you can communicate with almost like a message line. <laughs> it's like, hey, I need your help over here. Come here, little guy. I want to tell you something. So it's like, you know, telephone. And we just, you know, message goes on and on and on. But everything's getting so expansive now uh, into where things are being delivered and showing up. It's just marvelous magic. And I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel because that is opening up so much, do you feel like the veils are becoming thinner and thinner oh. of what we can connect with? So there's so many, you know, friends. There, there, there's so many beings. There's so many particles. There's so much, I guess in better words, energy mm -hmm. that we can connect with upon the cards that you want to hold. If it's Ascendant Masters, Angelic Realm, higher beings of light, dimensional traveling. It's like, there's all these, I feel like paths that are before us to give us the opportunity to play deeper in our expansion of, of what we're ascending into. And when we can connect yes. with those, we sit, it's like almost sitting back and, and watching it and just in marvel. It's almost like, wow, it, it's right in front of us. It's before yes. us and now we just have to, be open to receive it because I know as a light worker we can give and give and give, but now it's just that I, I am worthy to receive. I am yeah. deserving to receive it. I, I am valuable to receive the infinite abundance that is that is awaiting for all of us. It is, I, and I so agree with you that that connection is that that veil is the like. I notice for myself, I'm seeing things more and I'm like, what was that? Or who was that? You know, just different things. In fact, I wanted to, uh, there's a butterfly that uh, since we began is like right outside the window and he has just been zooming around and playing and it's like, say, can you acknowledge me? So I wanted to acknowledge the beautiful butterfly that is just having this beautiful dance outside the window. So I needed to, to honor the butterfly. So he wanted to be known. So. <laughs> that he's playing and fully agrees with what's going on today and the playfulness. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> Thank you. Me and my animals. <laughs> so I want to shift topics a little bit because, you know, it's not often that we get to have a male uh, presence on the show who is of this divine light energy. And so I want to know, I want you, if you can, express a little bit about your journey into the divine masculine and uh, balancing that out with the feminine energy as well. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, you know, it's beautiful because first and foremost, I believe all of us have that sacred divine masculine and sacred divine feminine within us. And it's the, it's the dance between the two. Mm -hmm. And as one that's just been so attracted to giving, working in or serving in ways that my heart has been, I've been following my heart to where it is being called that interesting enough, I feel like the sacred feminine has really held me and given me this evolution and maturity of what they've experienced, especially with my beloved especially meeting with her and looking at the journey and seeing all the experiences that I've been moving through, I feel like has been this training to allow what I feel in the sacred masculine is here to do is to anchor their divinity through the heart and express it through life. And in that nature, life has led me, whether it's been in acupuncture school, 90% of a feminine versus 10% masculine. 
growing up with a father that spoke so much through his heart and his love for life that I felt by allowing myself just to listen to my heart, follow the popcorn scenes that have allowed me to keep welcoming the divine nature that speaks through me has brought this whole nature of what it is to be sacred, divine, and bring that masculinity. Because as we know, the sacred divine feminine, we're, we're in this rise right now. We know Mother Earth has already ascended. And we know, as my beloved always says to me, you know, we got to help the masculine. You know, we, we, it, like the masculine is sometimes two steps a little slower. You know, we saw this when we were growing up. Feminine, they would mature faster physically. There was a consciousness that sometimes would be, would be behold. So in my experience, I thought I'd been called to a lot of old souls that have been presented around me. Even when I was five years old, my parents, they organized spiritual retreats once a year. And they invited when, when Deepak was just getting going and Barbara Marks Hubbard or Gene Houston or just influential speakers in the 80s, I was placed and didn't really understand and didn't know what was happening, but just the vibration of these old souls, these beings of light that were here as I feel beacons of light to bring the vibration up. That direct connection, I feel like, allowed me to expand what I still feel I'm expanding into is that sacred nature that is here to voice of what the heart and love is here to, to express right now. Mm. Woo. Breathe that one in. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, just while you were speaking, Michael, I was just looking at both you and um, Hillis and, you know, being a physically female in this world right now, you know, and the, the energies, um, just such an honor to be on with both of you today mm. because for me, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I always say the ma the physical mask and I'm talking, I know the, the energies, you know, that you, you guys, you know, being in that physical right now and being a woman, you know, it, it's just, as I said, just such an honor to, for you to be able to express that way and to be in that energy and moving into that to help the consciousness for other males out there that aren't there. So I just want to honor both of you for standing in your truth and being who both of you are mm -hmm. and shining the light on the world, being a physically male in this world, dealing, you know, moving through the balance of these energies in this time. Mm -hmm. So my heart goes out to both of you and I just want to honor both of you right now because it's, it's, you're doing great work. So. Yeah. Not always the easy. <laughs> Not always the, growing up, I would have to say majority of my closest male friends were, the type A masculine. There was a lot of toxicity. There was a lot of um, uninvolved. So for me, I was the sensitive uh, masculine. So I feel like the universe placed me with the extreme opposite growing up so I could see those beautiful limitations, those beautiful yes. maturities that had to be evolved. And so that I feel like that gave me a ground to see what I didn't want to be, or maybe I didn't feel that resonance, even though I was like, wow, here I'm being called to be with this individual or this, and, and beautiful beings, beautiful, but very, very in that, that mask and that the, the old patriarch, the, the old levels of what we, of what we're, you know, yes. shredding through in all respect because we're evolving through that dark so that our full light can be shined. So it's, yes. it's been amazing just, to see it. You were just a little seed planter back then. We have to go scenes with those beans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what's interesting about the journey into stepping into this uh, energy of having the, the balance of the divine feminine and masculine. It's like there's always this little voice, you know, growing up. You know, for me, my personal story was like uh, this space of being judged or judgment, you know, among your peers. You know, like you said, the type A masculine people, you know, the the ones who were seen as these type A's and then you have to, you know, being African-American, you know, there was like this also double standard where you can't be seen as this way, you can't be perceived as that way. But I'm like, you know, growing up with, you know, being raised by three women, sometimes you just can't help but to have these sensitivities because I mean, it's just who you are because you're in that energy. 
And so it just comes to a point where you say, screw it, I'm just going to, you know, be who I'm going to be because this is just who I am. And so, you know, with, with you and with everyone else else out there who's watching who is in this energy having that divine balance, because that's what it is. It's like you have to bring the two into one. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It's about having that balance within. I absolutely agree. And, and Honey actually and I, We've, we've spoken about just the generations of what the masculine has done in bringing the beautiful sacred feminine. And we have mm -hmm. to bless our dear men, even that is holding more feminine. Like when we look at our homo, beautiful homosexual, when we look at individuals that are bringing forth their feminine energy so they can break the archetype mm -hmm. of the masculine so that they can be the forefront to show that, wait a minute, that feminine that comes through the masculine is allowing that unification to even rise higher because I almost like when I was, even when I looked at Eastern medicine and just the duality of yin and yang and how much yang has come up here and yin, it's like the yin nature, the feminine nature within us is here to rise. Mm -hmm. As the masculine takes the action of that, it's within us already. And so I feel like when we look at the archetypes or the beings before us that, have laid the, the group. I feel like, honey, I've always said, they were the initial ascending planters because, <laughs> because it was like, it had to be seen and it had to come out. And even funny enough, when I was younger, I was unseen, I was shy. I didn't want to express because there was the bullying, there was the embarrassment, there was the trying to fit in. So I, I feel like in my 40s, I'm now expressing what I wasn't able to do for so many decades because of just that feeling of inadequacy or that feeling of not being good enough or that feeling of not fitting in because where was I? Most, most of my friends are like, wow, you have so much feminine energy or, you know, you, you dress very well. You're this metrosexual. You, you, you present yourself in a way. And I'm like, that's just, that's how my parents brought me up in love. You know, 50 years of marriage, you know, born on a farm in the country, <laughs> the medicine was already planted and now I am revisiting those little gaps between my life so that those areas can be seen, we can be heard. And even the vulnerability can be expressed so that too can be helped. Oh, beautiful. Wow, I love that. Beautiful. And I, I really deeply appreciate the fact that you even mentioned uh, about the homosexuality because that's, I mean, it is that, you know, and everyone who's watched the show knows that I'm gay, and there's no shame in that. Be you are? <laughs> you know, but at one point there was, but you just get to a certain age where you just don't care about all of that stuff because it's it's a misrepresentation of self. Right. And I feel that the the coming into as we are now in this 4D energy, because we all are, or well, most of us have a foot in, maybe both feet in 4D energy on the path to 5D. And it's, you know, part of that is the self-acceptance, the self-love, the self-caring, because when you allow for that to come in, you're able to give it to other people because you know how to now. I'm so happy you say that because yeah. in my work and even on my journey before meeting Honey, it was really about anchoring that self-love. I remember I was in, I, when I was living in Mexico for 10 years, I had eight months where I would work and three months I would just pick a country and travel, take some books, surf, and just sit in nature. And I remember writing before 2012, self-awareness equals self-acceptance equals self-love. And you can go back and forth, but that self-love and the awareness and the true acceptance of ourself really helps empower us to vibrate, to create, and to attract what we want. And even though I tell many clients in that self-love, the old programs of like, well, I can't place myself first because you know I'm vain or egotistic, or so I have to help others because they need my help. And I, I always just describe to say, imagine that no one can love yourself more than you can love you. 
Only you can respect yourself to the highest level. No one else can do that. No matter that beautiful Romeo and Juliet Cinderella story where we give all the love to our romantic partners and they're gonna give it all back to us, right? They're gonna give it all back to us because we're getting all of our love. And it's like, wait a minute, I haven't received all the love. It's like, oh, because I'm giving it all away. So I'm kind of running my car on empty with no oil and there's no love to give or to receive because I'm in complete exhaustion. So it, it comes back to loving ourselves, which seems so simple. But when we love ourselves, I ask and I tell my clients each day when I work with them, how much time are we honoring, respecting, appreciating, and celebrating ourselves as our daily discipline and devotion? Like how much time am I going through self-appreciation? How much time am I going through self-honor? How much time am I going through self-nourishment without letting the self it's like it's becoming selfless by allowing to know that that which comes in is going to go right outward because that's because as energy flows in it flows out automatically and remind and just remembering it is that self-love that anchors and i feel that's the journey that we're on to really really be in our fullest state of ascension because once we're in that full state then we have infinite to share and to serve through our hearts Mm -hmm. I love that, Michael. And you and you hit right on it. I mean, our our humanity's mindset has always been look look without for your answers mm -hmm. for everything, you know, from love and everything. But the truth of the matter is, when we come into that love of us, all that doesn't matter because this is all that matters is in here, and we will send that love out to whatever needs to be go. But we've always, you know, that humanity's just has that mindset like your answers are out here. And, and so it's like we're in this reversal right now of coming within and it's yeah so beautiful thank you for sharing that and what you said brings up i feel like one of the biggest programs that i myself and i work with a lot is we've been brought up in how we are accepted through the eyes of humanity versus mm -hmm. the eyes of ourselves and i always feel like when's humanity going to stop and say I don't need to seek validation or security outwardly to accept myself. I can go within myself to accept because it's been hundreds, if not thousands of years that it's only normal. We, we, we wanna fit in, we wanna belong, we wanna look outward. But I always say, how can you fit a star into a square? How can you fit a star into a circle? Like, like we're all special star seeds and we're trying to peg ourselves really into a shape that's constantly changing. So we yes. have to honor ourselves, right? Yeah. And I, I love that, that you brought that up because I actually struggled with that this morning with our meditation because my computer wasn't working and I'm like, oh, I can't type in I am presence. Oh my God. Like I went through this whole like thing, like she's not going to think I'm there and, and I am here. And like, so I went through this whole like thing this morning. Finally, I'm like, all about you becky it doesn't matter let's let it go so thank you for that because i experienced talk about divine timing and everything flowing i actually experienced that whole thing this morning with our meditation <laughs> not being able to get online to check in as, as we say whatever is coming up is here to be released yes it is so i'm so i was so grateful to it i'm like oh yeah and then everything just kind of started to flow after that so thanks michael for, for sharing that i appreciate it you know, and, and speaking of things coming up, you know, as we move in this energy deeper and deeper, you know, there are always things that come up. And one of the things that have been reoccurring for me is personal anger. You know, there's like this, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad you said that. Not to cut you off. I spent two hours writing a post and the title was called The Journey of Anger. Oh. Can I tell you when I hit the post button or the or the little icon, guess what Facebook decided to do? Block air, air message, screen went empty, and I was like, and so much <laughs> fury and rage was like, I always <laughs> type it on Gmail because it saves it. This was the first time I was like, oh, just write it on Facebook. It vanished. That wasn't 12 midnight. I didn't sleep the rest of the night because the anger was so much like, I was so infuriated because I couldn't go back and write it because I couldn't repeat it. But those, the past three months, anger has been yeah. surfacing from yeah. everything from irritability, 
frustration, resentment, and really, which I'm surprised as a beautiful, light, loving worker, rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the spiritual journey, like we're all supposed to be peace, love, no. maya. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I can say I've lost my shit. Sorry. I've lost my. my shit. You can say it. I've lost my, and I, poor honey and her patience because she seemed, and I know my dad had a short fuse. But I also know we're clearing a lot of the collective shadows anger. But yes. I'm glad you said that because it's almost like if I stub my toe, anger wants to come out. Yeah. It's like it wants to come out. So thank you for bringing that up. Wow. No, oh. Thank you for being receptive to that because oh, you know, thank you guys. we, especially being divine masculine, no, you know, we are more apt to the energy of anger because it is a law of abetting energy. And when you are, and it's more of a physical manifester. Yeah. And so being divine masculine and having a more attachment to the tangible physical world, the anger is, is easier to reach for us because we step into that like, damn it, what? And, and just just anything could, could just be the trigger. I mean, especially now, since we're moving through all these layers, you know, uh, there's no spiritual bypassing here because if you do, you're just going to keep living in that cycle. And, and, and and so anything that comes up, you just, for people who are watching, allow your anger and, and, and anger, you know, eventually transform, uh, transmute itself into the next level, which is passion, the expression of the creative force that needs to be well expressed. And and you know what anger has really taught me? It's taught me the art of surrender because I feel anger, it can either create out of passion or it could demolish in a fire. It is, it is like you can blow the fire out and it's like, yeah. or you can, or you can really go back to non-reaction and say, can I surrender into anger, feel it, express it, and oh, God willing, not project it <laughs> to the ones who love most, because I know that, because honey and I have fire beyond, that it's that art of allowing it because at the end of the day isn't flow come down to accepting and resistance and when anger comes up there's that old program that i was writing about okay something's wrong you know i have to fix it why did this happen i'm, I'm resisting yeah. yeah and so i don't know if you're going to say rebecca because you looked like you're, there was something going to get me to oh. come out <laughs> i know i'm always like hey i need to speak that no, no. Yeah. No, I was just saying, you know, I was just agreeing with you, you know, that anger, and it, it, it's all about just in that moment. Isn't that a beautiful expression of self-love? I am feeling angry in this moment and I'm going to let it come out and I'm just going to feel it and experience it, but I don't have to take it on anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's just part of this human experience that we've been programmed with and it's okay. And, and you know what's interesting kind of, I've been really diving into the intimacy of the relationship and emotions, which we know is energy and motion. And anger, anger, what you said else is it is very masculine. It's you know, it's it's action, it's aggressive, it's fire. There's this masculinity of anger that can, you know, when you see the difference maybe between sadness, which can be different. But when you look at long-term sadness that's been built up, you see that coming out in anger because of how much has been built up, especially from the East when we look at what's been, what we're breathing in through our lungs. And we've been holding it back because we, we do have that old program that it's not okay to feel not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and when anger comes up, there's almost that societal scene of like, shh, don't express it. Well, when, do it, when can I express it? I mean, am I allowed to express it? Even in school, institutions, when anger comes up, we're almost like, mm-hmm. and so Ooh, now I feel there's a lot to be expressed. And I, I just giggle, host, because I love the thread that moves through. Because when you said it, my higher self's like, oh, the post was supposed to be erased because now I'm having <laughs> this connection right now to fully feel it versus write it. So thank you. So, so- so do you both feel there's also, you know, talking about anger and, and passion, yeah. like I, sometimes I feel like I feel it's anger, but it's not really anger. It's, it, it is a passion. Yeah. Do, 
and it's like finding that fine tune of what is really being expressed right now. It's, it's a great question because I, I had a conversation with my mom, which I won't go too into details of it because it was quite personal, but I was speaking my truth through the fire of my passion mm -hmm. and it was coming out in anger because I, I wanted my voice to be heard. There it is. And mm -hmm. and, and that passion, I feel like anger, it's, it's that ignition. It's, it's that force that wants to be expressed. And obviously the masculine and the old, you know, systems have not done the greatest job of it because a lot of it comes out in a very violent or it's done in a way where it's personalized or judged or being defended. So I, I, when I look at anger and I, you know, I go back to my favorite Miguel Ruiz, like am I, am I judging it? Am I personalizing it? Am, you know, like, can I speak it in a way where it's, it's coming from my truth? But I, I do believe anger when you know the truth is within you, when you want to express it, that is the fuel, that is the fire that's gonna allow. And that's why I was like, okay, anger, I will save this for another day and go back and say, what was the gift that I could express more? Because maybe I wasn't giving my fullness of expression. And now that this anger came through, it's like, let me sit back and see what the gift does, was through that. And that's I'm a really good that. point. That's really if I, um, really good point about that too, Michael, is, from what I was hearing when you were speaking is it's like when you are in your truth and you're never hurt, you grew up not being hurt or shut down for speaking your truth. It's almost like a defense mechanism. We have been programmed for truth speakers of how can I be heard? And you have to use that anger as a way to express because it's, you've programmed yourself because that's the only way I can be heard. If I, if I use this energy, to bring it out into the world because if not they're going to shut me down you know as a speaker that has been my one of my greatest inspirations that in i'm sorry Holes. My, 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 my my family was very big into the civil rights growing up my, my grandfather was in legislature in maryland when i hear martin luther king speak mm. i'm like wow i can get the goosebumps he's one of my guys yeah. and it's like that force of his anger through his truth in his grace and elegant mm -hmm. choice of words mm -hmm. was the passion that I was like, wow. Yes. Yeah, see that, that there Woo! is purposeful, directed anger, but in a calm manner, you know, it's, it's you know, you're, someone speaking their truth in such a way with such power, with such vigor, that it has no choice but to be heard, yeah. you know? But Rebecca, I wanna go back to what you talked to, you know, the question. Mm -hmm. You know, for me personally, you know, I've, I've always been aware of my anger. Um, I've always been aware of how angry I could get. You know, I always um, made this comparison of my anger being like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> the more angry he gets, the stronger he gets. And that was my anger for quite some time, when I, especially when I was younger, when I was little. And I was like, don't, uh, my temper, I mean, if, mind you, I was one of the smallest kids. And just an example, um, bully on my block you know kids will always talk about me he's like oh you know and my job was maybe about nine or ten years old and people kids my age maybe a couple of older was talking about i think killers is gay you know don't mess with him because he could probably beat you up and this and that like all kind of crazy rumors <laughs> on my block and so you know I'm, I'm always a nice kid you know being you know because you know my parents you know my family being raised right and just being well-mannered and so you know there's just some days where you just had enough and somebody pushes that button and there was this one day where this kid the bully on the block pushed my button and mind you i'm like you know slim nine-year-old kid you know bony body whatever and this you know bigger not muscular but you know fat kid <laughs> it's going around picking fights with it but so one day he picked a fight with me and i'm like my little self ended up taking all my anger out on him mm -hmm. and in that moment no not in that moment i realized how 
powerful the energy of anger is. And it wasn't because I I, I hated him because I didn't hate him because after that he saw I could beat as well. He, he he wanted to be my friend after that because it's like I don't want him to beat me up anymore. And then you know there were times when I had fights with my cousin, you know. And it was in that anger that I knew the strength of that, the power of that, that in that anger and that passion, the passion of self perseverance. Mm -hmm. It could do pretty much anything. And so with that, I've had to learn how to reel in my anger and to really understand the power of that. And, and so, you know, right now I just sit with it before action is taken, whether it's uh, action oriented or whether it's verbal, because I know that, you know, my words, my actions have consequences. And, you know, it's the consequences of that do I want to reap or do I want to create something better out of that, you know? May I ask a question? Because this is the gift that I've been putting out to the universe. And now that I have two beautiful sacred people, if someone comes to you and says, I have some really heavy, angry issues, what would you say to them in the sense of dealing in the reaction of anger? Because I feel that's right now I'm moving through this. Anger wants to be heard, but it's almost like there's this quick reaction with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, did I do that? Oh my gosh, there's a short fuse. Like It almost like anger wants to come out so much and I'm still learning and practicing not to give power to that anger in a, I don't want to judge myself, but maybe in a negative way where it's going to hurt someone else or come out in a way that maybe it wasn't the right timing or maybe it came out too harsh. But it's like almost like there's a short fuse I've been watching within myself. And when that anger comes, it's like, wow, we want to sit with it. I want to surrender to it. But sometimes it's like in that moment, it's just like, what it is, it's fight or flight. It's that survival yeah. way of like, yeah, it's it wants to in and all this other stuff starts to happen, all these chemical things. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca, you can go first. No, it, actually, while you're speaking, Michael, the first thing that came to me is just having that, um, I want to say, meter of discernment yeah. of, mm. of, okay, where I am, and like, and it's like stepping back for a second and like where you are in that space with that anger coming out and just kind of really. I, as a, a discernment is the one word that just comes to me of discerning, okay, do I need to take action right now? Do I need to sit back right now? Do I need, and it, it, it's kind of just learning to navigate where that anger is stemming from. Um, and if that's kind of just what comes to me. And I, I and sometimes, you know, and I, I know also I just had an experience and this wasn't really anger. My, my father just transitioned and um, it was, I had the most beautiful experience with him just, I mean, I, I talked about it on the show before. It was absolutely beautiful, but I was the only one that knew what was happening. Everybody else was in denial that he was going to keep on going on. And I'm like this, no, he's, it's, you know, and I remember sitting with him that day and we just, I mean, I got to see the moment he surrendered. I got to see, I mean, it's just, just amazing. But his um, fiance was downstairs and she was like, oh, we got to move him to another. And, and in that moment, I'm like, she's got to let dad go. And I, and I remember going down and I sat her down and I said, look and there, there was some anger and some passion behind there but in that moment i knew she wasn't going to fully receive it but in my space of passion not being heard i had to say look you've got to do what you need to do right now because dad is going you need to face reality in this moment and i, I didn't hold back and i was sitting there and my daughter was like you're really harsh with her i'm like she, in that moment she needed to hear it in that way in order to receive it and then then she was able to sink it down and be like oh my gosh, you're right. Like, I have to go back. I have to change my mindset around this. I need to celebrate this last time I, you know, so it helped to move her. So I think that once again, that discernment, and, and that was just an example for me in that moment, I could have been, oh, you know, but I didn't. I was just like, hey, this is, this is it, you know? And I, and I, and yeah, so that would be my, you know, that's kind of what came to me. And so discernment, I guess, is the biggest thing of just learning to navigate, you know, the situation or, and feeling your intuition and trusting and knowing that this is where you need to be in this moment, or they need to receive that in that moment. Like they might need to receive that anger in order to move through something inside them and being a conduit and a mirror for people. Like 
we're required to do that in that moment. So it's just, yeah, just navigating that. Thank yeah. you. Beautiful. All that navigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would agree with- Thank you for letting me share that. It, that went a little longer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I would definitely agree with Rebecca in terms of discerning how to move forward from that energetic space. You know, whether if it's something that has been growing over time or if it's something that just immediately happened. Uh, personally, you know, if it's uh, when it's something that has immediately transpired, I take those those nanoseconds, those half second moments to think, okay, what am I gonna do? You know, cause that's when flight or flight kicks in. It's like, no, I'm not gonna react. There's no need for me to react. Or if I'm going to react, I'm going to react in a way that is, uh, you know, the, in the most powerful way to to be receptive. Or if it's something that's over, built over a long term, then it's like, you know, I just have to sit with this to see what is the best way to really do it. But everyone's uh, process is different. You know, there's no one way because, you know, sitting with clients, you know, helping them to navigate that. And, and so now it's like, how do I allow myself now to uh, be at center with what it is that I am feeling, be at center for who I am, to honor who I am and honor this energy, whether if it is an energy that just needs to be released or an energy that is uh, has passion filled that has to be expressed. So release versus expression, you know, you have to figure that into the equation as well. Thank you. That's medicine to my heart, just to feel to enlighten awoken individuals to share their experiences. Because when, when you guys speak from the heart, I can really feel the full resonance. Thank you. I always look at it being in the clarity and the chaos. I just know right? <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness, can you believe it's been almost an hour? Wow. It implies when you're having fun and you're playing like kids, right? Indeed. Yes. yes. The divine language is sharing. And oh, this is just, Michael, it has just been such, once again, an honor just to have this conversation mm. with you today and you, Hillis, and Joanne. I know it's usually women on the show all the time. So I'm like, oh, I get to, <laughs> it's kind of reverse here today. So it's been, it's been really fun for me today and just, the divine alignment of the both of you and just just being in your presence and just michael just so much to share and just i don't even i'm just babbling right now because i'm just i'm just feeling it i don't even know where they're words getting right now it's just coming out so <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes thank you michael it's been an honor to share this space with you as well to really uh, move into this energy and deeper exploration of of having the balance of the divine masculine and feminine energies you know and i know that everyone who's watching will take a great benefit from this but michael uh where can people know all about you and get a hold of you and all that good stuff well right now i'm getting back more on the grid but for now they can find me and on facebook at ascension alchemists uh, where me and my beloved have a beautiful page here to serve the ascension process as well we have a youtube page Ascension Alchemist, where they can find our latest videos, our beautiful services, um, those in the DC metropolitan area. We also have a meetup group called Ascension Alchemists, as well. My Gmail, Abramson7 at gmail.com. But I, I also feel that those that are, you know, in our field will be connected in how the energy rolls through. And it gives me great gratitude to both of you of what you're doing for the collective, having these conversations, bringing on this type of just platform to really open our eyes and our, open our hearts to the greater divine that wants to come through us. So it's mm -hmm. a great blessing and just deepest honor that I can be invited on and just to share what comes through me as I connect with you and really thank all those that are here watching this now so that we can connect with you because this energy, it keeps spiraling. And it's such a gift when, if it's not one, if it's not two, but it's a world that we can co-create. And this has been a beautiful co-creation. So thank you. Indeed. Together we are better. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you, Michael. 
And everyone, don't forget to tune in tomorrow night where we have our Friday night tune-ups. So you guys got to join us for our weekly uh, live shows on YouTube, on Facebook, or wherever you stream us from. Uh, it is every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So you guys got to get your weekly tune-ups, your energy transmissions, and updates, all this goodness uh, coming in. And Cosmic Explores, as always, it has been a great pleasure to connect with you in this divine presence this day. And until next week, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Keep on exploring you. Mm -hmm.